We are a couple of quarterback pro days deep, and it is time to start spilling the gossip. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Jake Arthur, joined by Destin Adams today. You know the two of us from HorseshoeHuddle.com and Destin also from the Saddle Up podcast with Shot and Destin over at Horseshoe Huddle. Uh, today, the NFL Draft now has the C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young Pro Days in their back pocket. Uh, a couple more of the big ones left to go. Uh, but Destin and I were actually on site in Columbus at Ohio State for Stroud's Pro Day. And then uh, Destin's co-host with uh, with their podcast, Shad, he was on uh, he was on site for Alabama today. Sorry. My brain totally zapped out at that point. Uh, so, no, Dustin and I were at Ohio State yesterday. Shad was at Alabama today. So uh, we're just going to kind of collect our thoughts, uh, let you guys know what we're thinking as far as where the quarterback hierarchy goes uh, right now, and then just kind of some other nuggets of, of things we now think we think uh, in terms of the NFL draft. So uh, first up, Dustin. Stroud's pro day yesterday uh, went really well. Uh, the Carolina Panthers were out in full force. Uh, Eleven people from their uh, from their team were there on site. Frank Reich just looked like a proud papa, literally like taking cell phone videos of his son on the field. It, it looked like so. Um, what are you thinking? We're, we're pretty comfortable saying C.J. Stroud might just be a Panther uh, with the first pick coming up in April, right? Yeah, I mean, if Frank Reich has a say, um, that feels like who it'll be. I mean, um, Carolina's doing uh, exactly what they're supposed to do. They sent 11 men um, to Alabama today as well, um, had dinner with Bryce Young as well. Um, Frank Reich made sure to have as many pictures taken with him and Bryce Young talking as well. Um, so the Panthers did what they had to do there. Um, I think C.J. Stroud just makes more sense with Frank Reich. Um, now, there's other things that could go into play there if someone else is making the decision. Um, but I think C.J. Stroud to Carolina, especially seeing it live, um, fr- Frank just seemed like he was acting as if he was talking to his quarterback. <laughs> yeah, not for nothing, but uh, Josh McCown, again, this could just all be a ruse. I don't think it is. Uh, But he was overheard after the pro day yesterday talking to Stroud, mentioning, you know, we'll go find a basketball court once you live in Charlotte. So uh, I don't think that's unnotable. I I think that definitely means something. Of course, there's still a month and change left to go of studying for all these guys, but it just feels very right to connect Stroud to Carolina right now. Yeah. And everyone's assuming they're talking about a basketball court. That's possible. Um, I would love to think that they're talking pickleball. I'd love to just imagine Josh McCown and CJ Stroud just going at it in a pickleball match. Um, But I did hear that. I think the part where, like, I can't tell if he says it in that clip. Like, you can hear almost all of it. It's the live part. Like, I don't hear that specifically, but Mm. I think you could allude to it. Um, But, like, he does say, like, we're going to have to find a court win. 
and then that's that's when it's weird. So I mean, I'm I'm assuming they're gonna fly him out eventually as well. So he could have mm-hmm. said when you when you when you're in Charlotte, um, but. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it all seemed like being there in person yesterday, like I said, like it, it just seemed like they looked very comfortable with C.J. Stroud. But who, who knows? I mean, we'll, we'll get to hear from Rashad a little bit um, in a while um, this week about what his thoughts were being there today. And he got to see all again. Like I said, the Panthers did what they were supposed to do, and they sent the exact same 11 that were in Columbus yesterday all the way to Tuscaloosa um, mm-hmm. to Alabama. Yeah, so of course, Bryce Young's pro day, um, by all accounts, went just as well as Stroud's, if not even a little better. Um, Again, people keep harping on the size thing. It's not about the height. It is very much about the weight. Like, I think a lot of people are on board with the height. They can get around it now. He's been small the whole time he's been a quarterback, so it's nothing new for him. It's about, you know, is he going to play at that 200 plus that he measured in at the combine or is going to be closer to 175 or so 180 like he was at Alabama because I mean that that's what it's all about you you get you take a sack from Grover Stewart and he lands on your shoulder see ya you know that that could crunch him that could put him out for a while so it's very much the weight thing for me when it comes to Bryce Young but uh it also seems like if if he's not the pick to Carolina I think the Texans would be ready to make a move there as well yeah, I mean that that that's been like the word just about the entire cycle is that the te- it's just like the worst kept secret in the NFL is the the Texans really like Bryce Young. Um, I I think Carolina, if they do elect that like, CJ Stroud as the guy, I mean they would be doing just a malpractice if they didn't attempt to sell that they loved Bryce Young too, just to see if you could entice Houston to give you anything of your package you just sent to get to one back. Um, so I'm sure that's Carolina's wet dream would be for Houston to feel the need to trade up to one um, and then get a little bit of package back from what they just had to give up and still get the quarterback that they were going to take at one no matter what. But I think when it's all said and done, what you just said is probably the likely outcome. Stroud in Carolina, Young in Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, again – Bryce Young in Houston, D'Amico Ryans, another Alabama alum. I've heard that Ryans is, is a pretty big fan of, of Young as well. So where things really get interesting, and it's really where the Colts could make their move, number three, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they don't need a quarterback. Kyler Murray is recovering from an ACL, but there's really nothing out there to say that the Cardinals are going to go shopping for a quarterback. So, you know, that's going to be the prime spot, whether it's the Colts potentially jumping up. There's teams like Seattle, Detroit, uh, Las Vegas, Atlanta, Tennessee, Tampa Bay. Those are all potential teams that could eye that third spot, look for the future at quarterback, and make a leap in front of the Colts. So how critical do you think it is that the Colts need to make a move up in order to get a quarterback? Because, again, not everyone has the same quarterback rankings, but you know the, the Colts' top two quarterbacks that they have on the board could be gone by then, and who knows? Maybe they only like two or three quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, so if you're asking me what I would do, I think the Colts should make the move to three now. Um, Just solidify it. Don't let the dominoes fall. Um, Because I think there is a crazy world where Carolina, the decision maker, isn't Frank Reich, and they take someone that's not named C.J. Stroud, um, and they take a Bryce Young, they take an Anthony Richardson, like any of these things. And that's when that three pick, like once it's known – who is available, that three pick is worth more. 
And I'm sure Arizona knows this as well. Um, and probably a reason why they may want to wait if they're going to deal that. But if I'm Indianapolis, I'm trying to entice him. I'm, I'm dangling Kenny Moore, who has a good relationship with Jonathan Gannon. Um, I'm, they just had their center, Rodney Hudson, retire. Um, you're probably going to dangle a Ryan Kelly over there um, as well. Like, there's players that you can kind of fill some needs in Arizona now and get the swap done. And then you're just guaranteeing yourself one of the top three quarterbacks. And like you said, that everyone's boards are different. I mean, I've heard at least three different teams have different QB ones. I mean, I've heard CJ Stroud be a team's QB one. I've heard Bryce Young be a team's QB one. I've heard Anthony Richardson be a QB QB one. And then for Will Levis, I mean, I've heard him as high as QB two on a team's board, and I've seen him as low as QB four. Um, so the the way that teams see this these quarterbacks is, are very scheme centric. They're very different depending on who you ask. So. We'll see how it falls. I don't think the Colts will. Like I feel like the Colts feel very comfortable at four. Um, I, I, I feel like that's the message that's being sent out. I feel like that's the vibe that's going around right now. I think the Colts feel comfortable at four. Um, should they? I don't know. But I guess we'll see come April. Yeah, I think I would definitely encourage them to move up as well. But, you know, just just like you said, I think the Colts probably are comfortable with four. Because if they're able to land their quarterback and they didn't have to give up assets to trade up to number three, then all the better. Um, so let's say the Colts do stay there at four and the Cardinals stay there at three and pick Will Anderson or whoever. So you've got Richardson and Will Levis there. Who do you think the Colts would would make their move for? I mean, I'm going to stick with Anthony Richardson. I mean, everything I've heard from a little bit of league sources as well as somebody in the building in Indianapolis, like I think they have done a lot of homework on Anthony Richardson even before the combine blow up that everyone has experienced. Um, I think they see a lot of potential there. So I think they see him in a high light. And I don't think they look at Will Levis in a negative light. Um, I've just heard more positive things from people I've asked about Anthony Richardson and the Colts. Um, so I think they would go Anthony Richardson if he is on the board. Um, I'm not on the team, though, that if, if, if a DEFCON 5 happens in Colts fans' minds and a Vegas or a Seattle or a, all these other teams that could trade up, jump them to three, and they take Anthony Richardson, I think the Colts, like I said earlier, are comfortable at four, and I still think they would take Will Levis. Yeah, I, I definitely see them favoring Richardson more because he just seems like so much of a Chris Ballard prospect. You know, a little raw, probably not as raw as people think. He just doesn't have much experience uh, playing at this high level. Uh, only a handful of starts, of course. Um, but just incredibly athletic with just so much room to grow. And, and Ballard just loves to get those guys who are the big potential guys with a ton of athleticism so that they can mold them into the type of player they want. And it, that's not really to to throw down at, at Will Levis because like he's a fine prospect as well. He just happens to probably be the fourth among these top four, but still worthy of a first round pick. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, if you look just the last year, if Will Levis comes out last year, he's probably in position where he's the first quarterback drafted last year. I think he has more traits that would have excited teams more than a Kenny Pickett. Um, and he wouldn't have had this last year that where he lost his offensive coordinator and had to run a little bit of a different offense um, to say different to be the nice word um, to call it um, at Kentucky. But if he comes out last year, I think he's seen in a more highlight by the Twitter crowd. Um, so we, were, we wouldn't see as much of the negative fuel that's behind a Levis. Um, and I know a little bit of his cringy moments uh, fuel into that as well. 
but yeah, I mean, looking to last year, like I said, like, I think he would have been QB one last year. I think he would have been a first round quarterback last year. And I think he's a first round quarterback this year, whether it's at four or he falls a little bit because the needed quarterback kind of falls off a little bit after that. Like we'll see. Um, but I think he is a bona fide first round pick. Yeah, I mean, if that's if that's who the Colts end up with, they they certainly could do a lot worse. Uh, but before we talk further about what the Colts might do, uh, who we think they might be interested in, I want to tell you guys about a really cool promotion from Built. The Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you guys have a favorite bar or puff from Built, and now it's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know I'll be voting for that s'mores puff. I'm a big everything s'mores guy here. And if you don't uh, if you don't vote for it too, then the Colts won't draft a quarterback. I don't make the rules. That is just how it works. When, when you guys cast your vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built Bars. And not only that, but one of you guys will actually win a 12-month subscription to Bill, and that means they're going to send you a box of bars or puffs every month for a year, and that is just... If you don't have to worry about food on the go, you know, all last summer I basically relied on Bill Bars throughout training camp. They're very convenient, and they'll uh, they'll keep you fed. You guys have got to try Bill Bars because they're the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're, they're so amazing, you guys won't even know that they're good for you. Which is really all of all that matters when it uh, when it comes down to it. Uh, run to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff, and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. All right. With that said, um, you know we we kind of mentioned a little bit uh, the Colts Twitter crowd and some things that tend to get them stirred up. One such thing is Ohio State players. Uh, a lot of Colts fans are a big scout the helmet type of type of uh, analyst there. And, you know, in recent memory, the Colts have brought in Malik Hooker in 2017, Tyquan Lewis the year after, Paris Campbell the year after that. The big gripe people have is these guys are always hurt, which those players, yes, to their credit, they got hurt a lot. They weren't necessarily injured, banged up players before, but it's really soured a lot of Colts fans on Ohio State players. Um, but you and I were there yesterday, and there's a real possibility that more Buckeyes are going to be coming to the Colts this year. Uh, we don't know exactly who yet, but uh, you and I have a pretty good gauge on some guys that they might be interested in. Uh, Dustin, what did you pick up from our time there in Columbus yesterday? Yeah, I mean, I'll start with a guy that I think – already just seemed like a good fit because of the athleticism and size, but seeing him in person, he just oozes a Chris Ballard edge rusher, Zach Harrison, um, very impressive in person um, is a humongous individual. Um, you, you buy in a little bit um, when you're there to like, Oh yeah, I bet he can play anywhere on the defensive line. Um, big, long um, defensive end um, is going to be able to play as an edge. He's going to be able to play on the interior. Um, and I think he just showed a little bit of what he showed at the combine he still didn't test the 40 like he didn't do it at the combine um so he kept that a little bit to himself but i think when you watch him on tape and you see him in person i don't think any team is wondering if he is fast enough for the position um he he showed off his strength when he needed to yesterday so i think zach harrison was very impressive and I, we got to see the colts lone representative moving around a little bit throughout the day and i will say when the defensive line was up I saw Lacey 
himself, um, area scout Mike Lacey, move in good enough position to be in the front uh, to watch the defensive lineman um, put on his drills. Yeah, I've got no concerns about what 40 Harrison would have run or any of his athleticism because that guy was was moving yesterday. A lot of tenacity, just oozed athleticism and power, you know, like that 10-yard split, which is a big thing the Colts worry about with those edge rushers and, you know, the vertical things like that. I'm not worried about that. He, he's plenty of he's plenty explosive. He's long. He's got great size. Uh, he's chiseled, too. It didn't look like there was an ounce of fat on the guy. So that definitely looks like a day-two edge rusher for Chris Ballard to me, for sure, for sure. Uh, and then someone else that was there but didn't work out, uh, offensive tackle Dewan Jones. So the Colts – uh, had him for a top 30 visit already. I don't know if it's just scheduled or it, it already happened. Um, but that's something you actually wrote up not too long ago. So we know the interest is there. And we actually saw uh, Lacey talking with Jones and his family after the pro day. So that's uh, that seems pretty legit. Let's just say that there there's interest there. Yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like it. I mean, Dewan Jones, I think he's raised his stock I mean, he had a really good first day at the Senior Bowl, um, ends up having concussion-like symptoms um, when he woke up for day two, was cleared of a concussion, but after the scare, just decided to kind of stay out and had a good enough first day that I don't think he felt like he needed any more practice reps there. Um, goes to the combine, doesn't um, test athletically um, in certain areas, but is there, um, gets his size measurements and gets a little bit of the athleticism drills in. And I think he's he was already looked at after all these things as a fringe first round guy, most likely a second round guy. Um, I, and I don't think he was going to raise anything at his pro day. So I, I don't blame the guy for not doing drills. I mean, I've seen some people on Twitter throwing around the like if they're scared to compete type things. And I think the memes are funny. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I, I don't think Dewan Jones, the guy I'm worried about because he didn't perform in his pro day. And I mean, like Jake said, we did get a witness, um, that area scout, Mike Lacey go up to Dewan Jones and his family. And, um, they looked familiar with each other. That's all I'll say. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah. And there's, so there's been a lot of buzz about him going, you know, later in the first round, second round, the Colts are there at 35. That, uh, that makes a lot of sense. My only question is the guy is is enormous. The Colts have a right tackle. The Colts seemingly have a left tackle. If if Jones goes to the Colts, what do you do with him? You know, do you try him at right guard with Fries? Do you try him at right tackle and see what Braden Smith can do inside again at right guard? That was a, a small transition last year. Do you move him to left tackle and then move Ryman to right guard? Like what what do you think you would do with him? Yeah, so this was a kind of a conversation a few of us that were out there at Ohio State were talking about with each other. Um, I think my opinion is for the Colts, no matter who you draft, you got to get the best five on the field when that rookie quarterback is there as well. Um, I, when, I, when I look at Dewan Jones and when, I've, when I have scouted him personally, I see him as a tackle. Um, I feel like if you move him inside, I think some of the issues with movement and trying to pull him at times is going to come into play. and that, That'll be an issue. And the normal reason that you would move a guy of his size in is because he struggles in the pass pro um, area because of speed rushers. Dewan Jones didn't struggle um, in pass pro at Ohio state, um, against big 10 defenders, multiple D one, I mean, multiple first round guys that are going to come at, into this draft that Dewan Jones has played over the last couple of seasons. Um, and he allowed one sack 
over the last two seasons. Um, so I, I don't think Dewan Jones is a guy that needs to move inside, but I will say that I, I know of at least two NFL teams that I've heard that have them at him as a guard on this, on their board. So this is a, this is a conversation that is being had amongst NFL teams. Yeah, for sure. So man, him, him, Zach Harrison, that, it leaves a lot. It leaves a lot to wonder what the Colts could do on day three if they even try and package things and, and move up again or acquire more or more day two picks. I mean, not day three, um, but God, we know that how they feel about the Buckeyes and they have they have some guys there on, on day two that make a lot of sense. Uh, so I'll put you on the spot real quick. This is something that I think just emotionally hurts Zach too much to talk about, but it, there it's a conversation that has to be had. So we discussed kind of the, the how things could ladder out at the top of the draft. Let's say the core, the Colts don't pick a quarterback at four. Let's say they got, you know, there's nothing that says they like all four of the guys enough to take them. And so let's just say their guy is not there at four. What? Yeah. I mean, that, that is uh, I understand why Zach hates that question. Um, <laughs> I do. Um, huh. I mean, I think the first step would definitely be if Chris Ballard has a reason to trade back, he's going to trade back. Um, if you give, if you give the man the chance, you give the man the option. Um, yeah. so I think a trade back is probably the first one. And when you're trading back from four, like you could pretty solidly get a really good package, especially if someone behind you likes that fourth quarterback that's still there. Um, there's an option of you getting a first the following year, depending on how far you're willing to fall back. Um, so that's probably where they would start. And then probably a best player available situation. I mean, there's multiple linemen at the top of this draft. They could look at multiple um, edge rushers. Um, and who knows how far Jalen Carter falls. Um and I understand there's not a very big need there, but when you go best player available because of how bad we were this last year, um, you, you that's how you, you have to just go best player. Um, a few receivers that you could mention. I mean, um, we got to see um, Smith um, JSN here from Ohio State this last yesterday. Um, he's a guy that I think has submitted himself going high as well. And has that Ohio State helmet that Twitter doesn't like, but Chris Bauer seems to like. <laughs> Yeah, so let's just say, you know, I, I think at this point of the draft, there are certain players, and it's kind of like this every year, you just assume the Colts are not going to be in the market for them because they're going in a totally different direction. Is there anyone there around, you know, the first dozen or so picks who's not a quarterback that you would think makes a lot of sense for the Colts? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't mention it earlier because I don't want to get my hopes up, but the corners at the top of this class, I mean, there's yeah. a huge need for Colts at corner. Uh, mm. Corner is my favorite position to scout personally. Um, just all the ins and outs of it. I mean, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, super athletic and the kind of guy that you want to bet on um, that early if you're going to go a guy like that. Um I think Devin Witherspoon's a guy who's really aggressive and is going to be fun at the next level as well. I don't know if he fits the Colts as much as a Gonzalez does, um, but lots of really fun corners at the top of this class. I mean, Joey Porter Jr., um, fa um, father Joey Porter, obviously, um, a guy who is also going to be a lot of fun in this class. But I think Christian Gonzalez is the name I'll, I'll roll with. That it, he does, it doesn't seem like it's possible at all 
Um, but if the Colts decided to, to go your route, Jake, um, which is going to be called like Twitter's depression, um, and they do not take a quarterback, I mean, Christian Gonzalez after a trade back, like the 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 corner lover in me would like still be upset that we didn't draft a quarterback, but like, how would I not smile? <laughs> right. Exactly. No, I think, I think Gonzalez makes too much sense. He looks like a Chris Ballard corner through and through. Um, yeah. You're looking at Tyree Wilson. We don't know what, I mean, in this scenario, I guess Will Anderson could potentially be available as well. Uh, so there's, there's some intriguing names there, but it's just one of those things you haven't even, you haven't even given it much thought because it's like, okay, obviously the Colts aren't taking them, but, yeah, it's it's gonna be crazy. But the fun thing is, we have another month and change to twirl all these. Scenarios it's not around. over yet. The wait is not over. No, absolutely not. Uh, so we're gonna wrap up shortly. But let me talk to you guys about Fanduel real quick first. So the tournament is heating up. You know, we're we're a couple rounds through. Things are getting real, and now it's the perfect time to download the Fanduel, which is America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000, there's no better time than right now to go ahead and grab that app. That means bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't hit. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and even the amount of three-pointers that are going to get drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Okay, so that was a mouthful. And on that note, that is it for us today. Uh, We'll be back with you guys next week. We're going to keep diving into all this draft stuff. Maybe the Colts will continue getting a little active in uh, free agency. Their latest move, Isaiah McKenzie, uh, wide receiver previously from the Bills. Zach broke that down the other day. Uh, the biggest thing for us with Locked On and Horseshoe Huddle right now, we are on the pro day circuit, everyone. Uh, hopefully you've you've seen on Twitter. But basically, I'll just give you a quick rundown where we're going to be coming up uh, this Friday. So the day that you guys are, are listening to this. Destin here is going to be at Kentucky uh, watching Will Levis and Andrew will also be up at Notre Dame. Uh, And then on Monday, when pro days continue, Destin is hitting the road again, perhaps with our colleague Drake Wally over at ball state. Uh, And then Tuesday, Destin, again, we're running this guy ragged. He's going to be down at Louisville Uh, Wednesday shot is going to be back out as well. He's going to be at LSU. And then uh, Wednesday, Zach will be out at Maryland. And on Thursday, I will be out at Tennessee. Uh, I don't expect Hendon Hooker to work out or anything, but I'm sure he'll probably be there to talk to at the very least. They got a couple wide receivers worth looking at as well. So if you guys are enjoying draft content, we're going to have an enormous amount of it for you guys. Uh, Follow again at the Destin Adams on Twitter, at LockedOnColts, at JakeArthurNFL, and at ZachHicks2. Also, subscribe to Locked on Colts on YouTube as well as Horseshoe Huddle on YouTube as well. We've got a couple great podcasts, uh, Destin and Shot included in that. And then, uh, obviously, we would love your guys' ratings and reviews as well, especially if you're enjoying the show. Only five-star reviews, please. Only the nice ones. The bad ones, those can can get a little little ugly. 
people people tend to misunderstand our former host and pin that kind of stuff on us so it's a new leaf new reviews let's do it uh and again thank you guys for making us your first listen every day now make your second listen locked on nfl scouting with the draft dudes from free agency to the draft salary cap management and all that join nfl experts kyle krabs and joe marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful nfl franchise every monday through friday Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And in Zach's words, we will see you guys next week.